Welcome to Talking In Stations. This is Matt Arall. Today we have a very special program. We're going to interview uh, the spy that infiltrated the Guardians of the Galaxy, also known as Dead Coalition. And hold on just one second, because I appear to have my game on. And that should kill the station noise there. Although that is kind of nice and ambient. It's, uh, it's going to bother me. All right, so we're going to talk to Amea and Kornak. Uh, we'll introduce them in just a second. Uh, with me today, uh, helping me out, is going to be Rich Richmond, who likes this kind of material. But we're going to go through and try to flush out a story that happened a while ago and can only be told now because these kinds of stories that have subterfuge and uh, spy elements aren't something you can talk about at the time except among one or two people to keep all that uh, super secure. And really this, if you think about it, maybe one of the most successful spy stories in EVE Online, which is a game known for spies. So um, we'll try to flush it out as best we can uh, to give you a, a whole idea of like, what is it that happened to Guardians of the Galaxies and just what a big era it was uh, for them uh, in their, uh, in some of their management of this sort of stuff and what a big success it was for test at the time. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through all that. Uh, okay. So with me is uh, rich Richmond. How's it going, rich? Hello. Hello. All right. Let me, uh, hello. And, uh, joining us is, uh, Maya herself. How are you doing, Maya? I'm good. Fine. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. Also, uh, somebody else that's a part of the story is Kornak from Test. How's it going? Good to be here. All right. Thank you, guys. Maya, uh, this was probably an incredible journey for you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you started EVE Online and uh, uh, how you got situated? Oh, I started EVE Online really, really at the start of the game. I don't remember exactly. Maybe... 2015 or something like that. And I played, uh, you know, I just discovered the game and then I switched because somewhere around World of Warcraft went out, so I switched. But this is the kind of game where you always come back at one point, so I came back more than once, you know, each uh, few years. And uh, yeah, at four years ago I started again and I contacted and I was supposed to join my friend. And that's the, how the story started, actually. So you, you contacted a friend. Um, you don't have to tell us who the friend was, but who were they with or what were they doing in the game? Yeah, so uh, I joined uh, an alliance, uh, in ISEC alliance, just to start again. There were, it was a long time I haven't played. And so I made some online friends, but I didn't know. And this is where I found out that our real-life friends was also playing and he's telling me that, oh, yeah, you should come to Nullsec, and we're in test, and they're the best. So, yeah, he, he told to me enthusiastic, enthusiastically about the game and the test, and, yeah, I wanted to join, right? Mm -hmm. But right when I was about to join the players I was playing with Doug in uh, the Isaac Alliance, are telling me, oh, yeah, we're... We want to go to Dulcek and we, we were accepted into darkness. So will you come with us? So I told my friend to say, hey, they're asking me to go to darkness. Are they friends of yours? I didn't know any politics at this point. And they say, oh, no, they're not friends at all. 
but I can think of something. Let me contact TIA for you. I was like, okay. What is TIA? Cornac. Uh, Cornac, what is TIA? The intelligence agency at test basically handles both the internal and external uh, spy-related things from checking for your 8 million different AWOXers inside the alliance to going and doing crazy cool stuff like this. It's like the kind of all-encompassing octopus. Your friend that introduced you to, uh, well, TIA and uh, set this all up, was he part of uh, Test Intelligence, or is this just an idea he thought of at the time? Yeah, not at all. He's not in the intelligence, but uh, yeah. He he knew me, and he we were both working. Uh, we were both, we are both working in uh, game development, so he knew that this this things is only unique to Eve Online. You know, this is something that you only can do on this game. So he knew me, and he said, "Okay, you need to try this uh, way of playing." And I say, "Okay." <laughs> what uh, spurred the decision to well be a spy? This is a Bit of a unique career choice for well anybody. Sorry. Uh, what uh, made it, uh, gave you the idea that uh, you wanted to do these uh, spy things? Well, as I said, it's uh, really pretty unique. I mean, uh, I never found this kind of possibility in another game yet. Like you play as a spy, and this this is also really. Um, you know, like a fantasy. You you watch those movies, those TV shows about spies and stuff, and you say, okay, I might be able to do the same. Let's try me. I'm going to try myself. How how well can I do in this kind of uh, situations? So that was intriguing. So I started like that. So it was a challenge. I find, I find it interesting that you're a, a game developer too. So you um, uh, have some experience with video games if you're a game developer, I assume. Um, before you even got into EVE Online and that sort of stuff, um, does that bring anything for you when you come to EVE Online uh, being a game developer? This is a really badly worded question, but I guess I've met <laughs> game developers that play EVE Online and there's a different fascination that they have with game de- with uh, EVE Online. And I think you just put your finger on it that has unique opportunities to do things. Exactly. I think it's a... Yeah, don't make me wrong. I think uh, EVE Online is really... Uh at the same time, a very, very dark place. Like, in no other games can be, you know. I mean, yeah, you can talk about League of Legends being with a lot of people that have bad behaviors, but yeah, this is a dark, dark place. Pers- those are dark but personalities. Even like, but even then, it's a dark place per itself because it's, uh, it's handled by the players. So if you have uh, opportunistic people they can do big stuff in Evil Night. If you have uh, sneaky people, they can do big stuff in Evil Night. You know? So it's really, you can uh, bring out the best and the worst of everyone in this game. And this is pretty unique. And right. that's why I think it's really um, intriguing for game developers to say, okay, what makes this game so different from any other game? Thank you for answering that really well. I'm sorry the question was so bad, but that's exactly what I was looking for, is that uh, unique opportunity. that's not my English, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Um, but that, that to me makes perfect sense. Here you are, you're interested in video games, which is an interest in how people interact with technology, with an interest in how people interact with like interface and uh, game, game uh, goals and that sort of stuff. And here's a unique opportunity for you to do something 
that is very rare in any other game, and that is to infiltrate a different group and spy. Exactly. But I didn't know any, well, almost anything at this point. I knew it existed. I, I had a past not that bright, so I knew some little bits, but yeah. I, I learn everything through Kornak and Canadon. Right. Was Kornak your handler or who was your, like? Kornak was my, the first contact I got, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kornak. Yeah, the, uh, the first mission, well, first mission, the first really come uh, that I had to do, which are the, you can find, you know, in the, um, I put the conversation we had at this point on Reddit. It can be found. Uh, it was the, actually the MTO2 attack that was the Cape Star. I, I didn't know. It was know. one of the uh, people, we, like, we basically put all hands on deck kind of thing for GOTG spies, and she, it was like a right place, right time thing where she happened to be around and like super active, and that just was like one thing led to another, and bam. Um, real quick from your side of it, what's it feel like to have, I'm going to be stereotypical here, but... A, wo a woman player, French even, say... He yeah. didn't know. <laughs> oh, he, did, he didn't know, because you were typing, not talking. Yeah, you're, uh, actually, there was a, a funny occurrence a while in where Canadol hadn't realized I hadn't known, and it was like, oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, have you looked at her profile picture on that? But it's, it, it, it is absolutely a very effective thing. Like, that and her language skills as well. Like, it, ha having people who speak, like, more than just English is like an enormous benefit. I mean, the same thing when we were at war with fraternity, like our, our Chinese speaking spies were always far, far more accomplished than any English speaking spy ever could be. And she spoke like every language. So that just added a whole new le level to it. Like it's, it, it's about as ideal as you can get being a woman who speaks many languages. Like there, you can't get a better spy than that. Just like starting off. Yeah. So it was like a gift from God, I bet. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, like I, I hadn't quite realized. What I like initially, it was just kind of, uh, oh, she's uh, really doing a really good job with like the relaying targets and that kind of thing, and then that just blew up into all of this. Like, as she just kept demonstrating how she can handle anything you throw at her. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the pressures of of being like undercover and uh, a spy and everything in just a minute. But uh, one reason, just to explain to people who may not understand the novelty, is. Um, EVE Online is played mostly by guys, right? Like our fan base is literally 99% guys, uh, men, and it's the age group is what? I would say... 32, I think, is the average age last time they released it. Yeah, it kind of moves a little bit. It's moved back from 31 to 32. It's probably 32, 33 now. But anyway, it's the point is it's like incredibly dominated by by men as far as population goes, I think. Or maybe women uh, just don't make themselves that uh, visible and stuff. So it um, it's something of a, it's a little bit of a cliche, but uh, women spies in EVE are more successful because they get treated with a lot more favor. They earn trust quicker. They advance quicker. Um, they, um, they get uh, more special privileges and that sort of stuff. But it, we'll just finish with that theme right here. Uh, Maya, did you make yourself known, make it known that you were a female at all? And was that, if you did, was that part of the the spy trick or spy craft? No, uh, I didn't because I, well, 
I mean, my voice, I can cover my voice, so yeah. Obviously, everyone knew I was a, a girl, a woman, sorry. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure, well, although I understand that it might be an advantage at some point, it was also not so always an advantage because it was known in the spy game that women can do lots of damages. So I was always... I had people coming to me and say, oh, you would be a perfect spy if you are a spy. And they were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Did everybody? laughs> All right, maybe that plays. And, and that, that brings me with everyone asking me to spy for them. That's hilarious. So everybody was asking you to spy for them. Okay, so I'll go on with the story. So you get into Guardians of the Galaxy um, with these guys. And how did it go there and what happened? So, yeah, I joined just as a member of the newly corporation founded to join Darkness at this time. So it was a French community alliance, uh, sorry, corporation. And, um, well, the first thing is that uh, since I had this uh, objective given to be a spy, I was, it was really uh, rewarding. You know, this game... Even online, if you don't have objective, it's easy to quit, to just quit. But if you give yourself objective, you can continue playing and you, you are really more uh, involved in the game, actually. So since I had this spicing objective, it was uh, more easily for me to get involved. So I had to push to make myself to, for getting the director level. So I needed to find a way how to get this to be director. And one easy way I got lucky there is because my CEO didn't speak English very well. So he needed translation on his every pings or every messages that was sent by the Alliance the Darkness. So that's how I got the pings that I could already transfer to TIA, but also to translate it and see how I can help my corporation, you know? Yeah, nice. How, what language are you translating them into? So in French. Oh, French to English, oh, French. Oh, English okay. to French, whatever. <laughs> Got it. So that's how you made yourself useful, which is a good way to get promoted. Exactly. And to get trusted too, uh, I imagine. Well, and I read here that it was a decision by the darkness leadership to actually have you promoted to take over from your CEO. So yeah, my, my CEO was very um, honest. And uh, he didn't want it to hide the fact that he was sharing the thing to someone to translate them. So he came around, he came to the one other people who spoke French in, that was in, in the darkness, uh, let's say, at command. And uh, so they asked him to promote me. At that point, uh, I presume because you had been translating the things and learning, you well, you learned to take over from that point. How do you mean, take over? Sorry. Uh, what happened to the CEO after you were promoted? Oh, he was still there. <laughs> oh. Did he still I... have uh, many duties or did you start doing more? Obviously. More? I mean, I was promoted director, so I had access to the director channels and stuff, but I didn't have access to the CEO. But since he didn't speak uh, very well English, all the CEO channel was actually sent to me to get translated and all the CEO meetings he was sending me in because he didn't speak. So I have access to all the CEO meetings too. So it was no longer only director, but I had access to all the CEOs, CEO things. Nice. So now you have that, access. That's just, at this point, it was really, I was lucky in this uh, part because I could have a CEO who speak English and it would have, wouldn't have been this. 
So I got lucky, even though I had to push out some people that were wanted my position too. So that's... <laughs> oh, well, was that... Uh... Well, we were many directors that wanted to translate the things, actually. <laughs> was that decision made with the help of... Uh, well, was that a scheme to ask them maybe with the help of uh, others, or were you able to uh, do that yourself? Um, a bit of both, I think. So you, did, you need... Um... I, I don't know. We did some shady things I don't want to talk about right now, but uh, obviously there are, there are, you know, I, I, I was very active. I made myself very, I was very concerned by the corporation. I really liked the corporation I was in, right? I really loved the people I was playing with, but uh, I did, my objectives was very clear. I wanted to, I knew where, what I wanted and where I wanted to go. So, so if I had to push a little bit, you know, aside. And like I said in the documents, you know, be the voice that says something, but it comes from another one. And, you know, he takes the blame and not you. That was fine by me. Yeah, that's no. uh, good craft. Let me just uh, update people. If you're just joining us, we're talking to uh, Maya. Uh, she's the spy from tests that infiltrated Darkness Alliance uh, that was part of the Dead Coalition. And we'll talk more about her adventures. We also have Kornak here, who's the handler from Test as well. You know Kornak from running from CSM just a few years ago. And, uh, and then uh, Rich is here with us asking some questions as well. And so far in this story, uh, Maya has come back to the game after playing it. She's a game developer, so she's very familiar with uh, just how unique Eve is. Uh, she comes into a situation that leads her to be able to go to uh, Darkness and uh, in a corporation there. And she manages to become very useful very quickly by translating the uh, English uh, directions from the Alliance, sorry, from the coalition, uh, or actually from the Alliance to her uh, CEO who spoke uh, French. So uh, that's where we're at so far. Okay. Now, you mentioned you're, you were really active in darkness. What uh, effect did this have because you were technically, well, you were truly loyal to Test all along, but you also had to feign some sort of loyalty and, well, respect and friendship with the people in darkness. How did this uh, affect how you experienced the game, being away from, well, your friend in Test and the group that you're really loyal to? Well, there, there are two things. The first thing is that uh, although my loyalty was to Test and the whole, the whole time, and uh, when I was playing with uh, Darkness, I was really playing with them. I didn't think about... Uh, uh, if I saw an opportunity, I would take it. But I wasn't like... Uh, I wasn't disgruntled or thinking bad of Darkness or anything like that. Another thing is that uh, Test and Darkness never went to war front-to-front -front directly. There, there were some f fights where some really comes where needed, but it was mostly mostly other information that was actually going through. There were no war between darkness and, uh, and mm -hmm. tests and the, for the whole time I was there. Yeah, that's super interesting. So you're not really spying on your enemy. You're just spying on another entity. Yeah, that, we knew they didn't like each other. They would never be friends. We, I knew that test and darkness would never work together. So they were enemies, but they were not at war. Oh, yeah. it, it was kind of that, like, they, uh, in, for a lot of it, Darkness would end up on, like, just the opposite front of the 
of whatever war we happen to be involved in just because of the nature of the geography of Eve. So we would have a vested interest in harming darkness, but we wouldn't be engaged in like direct F1 to F1 combat. It would be like we'd be fighting on one side against the allies of darkness who are then fighting against our allies on the other half. By the way, we didn't nail down the timeline here, but when did this uh, when did this begin and what era are we talking about? Oh yeah, I started with the MTO2 attack, so that was a uh, uh, NCPL with darkness against DRF and test, I think, if right. I'm correct, or not. Yeah, and then that, that's the kind of thing that spawned into that whole, uh, or 2017 maybe? Yeah, 17. Oh, was it 17? Yeah. 2017, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I think 2018 was when it became that larger conflict. If I, since it, it, it was kind of like a couple of years of just like one long running con, uh, yeah. conflict that got bigger and bigger and bigger until you had uh, like UALX was kind of the thing that put a sock in it. Oh, what a great Yeah, and that's also when. Um, great ending. Uh, in eight to 2018, that's when guns started uh, coming out for the North. You're right. Okay, so 2017, 2018. All right, so How there you, you are. Uh, hold on, we're in. We're in darkness. Uh, you've made yourself useful. Now you're getting. Uh, they darkness says we. We think she's great. Make her um, a director and make sure she's in these leadership meetings. I guess. Exactly. Okay, so what what happens next? So next, the Gun War starts. Starting, it's really the early way of we knew Goon were thinking of uh, invading Darkness, and um, so I was asked by Darkness to I get myself known, and I was asked to spy on Goons by Darkness. So I told TIA what they think about it. They say, "Okay, go for it," and that's how we saw an opportunity that. Um, Darkness was missing a lot of intelligence, and we could maybe make a way in this, you know, well, in this walk. Here's a question maybe for Kornak. At this point, you're the Imperium, Imperial Legacy. You're allied with Goonstorm, so you have a spy going exactly. up. You have a spy going up to your rival uh, Guardians of the Galaxies or Dead Coalition and coming back down to your ally. Did you tell Goonstorm you had a spy that was coming all the way back into Goons? Oh no! I mean, you, we, we, you, you would never tell anyone outside. Like, I mean, even most people in test wouldn't know. Obviously, like, it's uh, that's something you want to keep on the low down because, like, stuff like this, like the, 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 the most valuable spy in general is spy who is just always ever present and always active because they're, uh, like, if, if if you always see someone around, like, if there's someone who's like, I'm here to answer your questions, that kind of thing, even if they have no authority whatsoever, like official authority whatsoever. But if they're active, they develop that reputation. And that reputation is a really tough reputation to rebuild after that. Like that requires a whole ton of work. So I mean you can burn like a million comp spies all day just getting like generic stuff like that. But that reputation type deal, that that's the part that's pretty much I mean, invaluable. Like you you cannot replace that uh level of skill and that level of ability. Like if if May had been burned and gone over uh to somewhere else, I mean you, that's not really something you can replicate. You can't go. Uh, I'm going to do this all over again because obviously she she'd be recognized. I mean that that that's how I ended up uh, running brave for a bit there, and then uh, dread it just because of that. Not maliciously, but it's that same thing where you just you develop that reputation. That's 
right. everything. So, you, so you're that saying is the spy. you wouldn't put that at risk by telling anybody in Goon Swarm that your spy was coming back down into Goon Swarm. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, go goons were our allies, but you also have to recognize that the people who are your allies today are not going to be your allies tomorrow. And then they're going to be your allies the day after that. That's the nature of Eve. Everyone is always changing alliances all the time. Like there's no other than I guess NCPL is probably the longest standing alliance that's actually stayed intact. But apart from that, I can't think of anything that's really lasted in Eve longer than a few years. Right. Okay. So no, no intelligence sharing between uh, Goose Swarm and the Imperium. Or in end test. I'm mean. sorry, end test. Yeah, Imperial Legacy yeah. end test. Yeah, like, that, that's the stuff you keep inside to your alliance and specifically inside to the top level of your intelligence group. Okay, cool. Well, there you are, Maya. You made it all the way down to Goonswarm. That's pretty interesting. So now you're spying on Guardians of the Galaxies, but now you're even spying for Guardians of the Galaxies, which makes them trust you even more. Yeah. And I was paying, but I was scared to come to Goons, actually. You know, I always heard the story of the Black Ants and stuff like that, so I was like, hmm, it's going to be so easy for people to recognize me. And did they? No. <laughs> That's uh, well, at least not until... You know, what I'm saying is that they didn't get me until I we make with TIA the wanted them to get me. But the thing is that uh, we never know when they actually knew because uh, it's not something that uh, intelligence service share, right? So true, yeah. sometimes they know that some people are spy and they just keep it just to know how it's going to behave, who is, where it comes from to get information. So I'm going to say no, but I actually have no idea. And that's yeah. all about the story is that I can tell you my story. I don't know the others. Right, you're right. So they I'm wouldn't sure. tell you anyway, right? But how did you get into uh, Goon Swarm? So I got into another small community groups because it was since, yeah, as I say, we spoke other languages. It was easier for me to not target the French one who recognized me very, very easily. So I needed to go either to another English one, big one, or either community, small community groups, smaller community groups from a specific language, which works the best for me. What I thought is was that... Uh, Small community booths are better because you can gain uh, trust easily uh, in an easier I mean, you can gain ranks easily because they are smaller, so you tend to get uh, and to know them way uh, better than just large uh, corp groups, right? Right. With a smaller group, there's, uh, well, less people uh, or potentially competing for the same position uh, with a larger group it's you, you know you can very easily get lost in just exactly hundreds of other people exactly there's a certain amount of bureaucracy that any corporation in eve needs to have so even if you have like three members you're still gonna have like your your percentage of leadership will increase as your number of members decrease which means that and small corporations are always desperate for people willing to do stuff because exactly. like, FCs and leadership are the lifeblood of your corporation. So it's really easy to get in there because they're like, holy shit, do anything we will throw at you. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I need this so much. It's a reliable person. It's like water in the desert. It's a flat uh, organization structure. It's, there's Getting to the top is uh, not that much of a hill compared to these huge hierarchies where... Getting to the top would be either impossible or would take too oh, long. It would take years, yeah. 
actually. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. So that's so, why I aimed us uh, com smaller communities. Right. And because you could speak several languages, it was easy for you to go to a different language corporation. Yeah. Although it raised obviously flags, right? Because why a French girl is coming to uh, our community who speak another language. So that raised a lot of red flags, but hmm. apparently not enough to kick me from, how did you, st from the start. How did you deal with that? What did you say? Uh, you always come up with something. I mean, in Spike, I'm kind of with something. So it's not like, uh, hmm. it's not difficult to come up with something. And I actually, I needed to practice those languages. So that's oh. the first reason. And this well, is true. Yeah, just say, I, I, I speak French. Sure, I'm not going to join a French group because I want to practice my uh, yeah. Danish. <laughs> there is also this uh, thing with uh, online is that small community community groups tends to some people tend to hate how their community uh, behave. So it was easy for me to say, oh, I, the French are really really behaving badly. I don't like them. So <laughs> it can come with the story. I, I don't remember exactly what yeah. I said, but yeah. But there was a way, and you had to get around it because that raised red flags. But you were able to. Anyway, as I said, as Connor uh, said, I mean, corporation always need new new people to in, and especially in Guns. I mean, Guns at that, it's really. I, I thought it was awful. I didn't know how. I I knew how test and darkness worked with corporation, and I didn't know how Gun was working. But you know, they put this uh, statistic publicly, with all member can see it, where which corp behave well and which one is doing badly. So at any time you can see, oh, my corp is doing badly, so they need to recruit to get better, you know, to not get kicked from ground. I, I thought that was really like the, the shame of shame, uh, I don't know, shame posting, you know. Yeah, wall of shame. It, it felt very wrong for the, those poor CEOs seeing their name there. Yeah, uh, I think that they consider that a meritocracy or whatever, but uh, I think we did that at work where we posted people's progress doing uh, certain jobs and uh, that didn't work within two weeks. It was like, throw that <laughs> yeah. idea out the window. But it's more like, also it, it brings, you know, yet another culture about it. Like uh, if you have this corp, those corps that are in the bottom list and they say that oh, we might be the next to be kicked. So we need to recruit. So first of all, they will be desperate to recruit. So it's not a good way. Secondly, they need to lie to their member. Oh, we're going, we, don't worry, we're on the bottom list, but we're doing great. They're like this, blah, blah, blah. So they will input more goon culture into it. But what happened is that those guys, if they were lied on by their corp, but not the, the alliance, they will just switch corp and stay in goons while the alliance is going to die. Mm -hmm. The corporation, sorry, going to die. So that means that once your corp is in goons, you can't live. Because if you leave, your cop is dying. You know, it's just going to die. Your member is going to just stay in goons. So they made a very well way to work. Well, I mean, the the head command of goons made a very well, you know, oiled thing so that they can keep people, even though they can keep corp like that. Well, that's a really interesting uh, insight. Yeah. So yeah, they keep all these they keep the people. Uh, one second. So just to re, re uh, just to put an emphasis on that, they'll end up keeping the people um, because they can see what corps to join. But uh, whatever corp they leave ends up uh, getting dying. Dying. It evolves out. Yeah. It gets killed. 
Uh, the people exactly. stay, but the uh, the corp dies. So I mean, if you are a corp, a corp leader, and you want to dragoon, that's I mean the death of you. If you one day you want to go elsewhere, yeah. And this also provides a bit of a, well, what uh, we call in Spycraft, a, a legend, this backstory, a, an idea of who you are, because you once were in a Goonswarm Corp, and getting to another Goonswarm Corp shouldn't be that hard. I'm sorry, Rich, sorry. What do you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah, in Spycraft, we call, well, it's called a, a legend, because you need a bit of a story to you. Yeah. And since you joined this... Uh, Goonswarm Corp, if it died, you st had an excuse and you had a reason oh, yeah. to join another. Yeah. You could be vouched right. in or promised a better position. Yeah. Well, that's that's always the interesting thing is if, if you have mergers or corpse dying or anything like that, that's a huge opportunity if they're going into something else because so many things get lost track of. Like, uh, it's, it, it, it's very easy to get lost in the mix where people go, oh, you were in this previous corp, therefore they probably vetted you already. Everything's probably good to go there you're in great shape like i I mean I, I had one where it started as like a high sec character ended up running hr for moose army which is uh maybe his current current course uh, <laughs> which is uh, a whole uh great group uh to be in and it, it, it was great because we could evaluate them from the inside and see oh this is a pretty good alliance like uh i mean we, we could just see all their hr stuff and that kind of thing so they're doing pretty well like it's uh they, it's just like that like bam 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 corp after corp after corp you you have exactly what you say where you build that legend uh, i guess you can call it and kind of everyone just assumes the previous person said you're good so you're good to go as well as that there's power vacuums that occur when these well things are unstable and somebody can fill that and very easily uh well get up Okay, so what time period are we talking now? You're inside of uh, Goon Swarm. The war seems to be starting up. This is about 2018, probably the uh, the big war of titans. Where uh, so I think I I joined Goons in I don't know April, May, June. I don't remember exactly. I I will have to go through my notes your, again. <laughs> we can look at your. Uh, is it this character that you worked that out on? Um, no. Uh, no, this is the Moose Army character, the Maya character that we have up on screen. So uh, that, that is her official, like actual darkness character. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. I joined with my main character. Maya has always been my main. I see. So the the spy would have been in an alt, uh, I imagine. Exactly. Okay. Someone unrelated to that. Actually, at the same time, she'd also uh, infiltrated Test uh, using the elite skill yeah. of having the CEO of Dreaded Push accept on her spy character. So, uh, that, that got a free alliance there. With some huge mistake, by the way, Kornak. I remember oh, yeah, that. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we had a, an awkward situation where uh, the character got added to the wrong account at one point. So I had to go hit up our uh, head of IT and go like, I can't tell you why this is happening or what's happening, but you need to like purge this thing from orbit, just totally delete anything that has ever existed. Because like, if, if any of our HR people in any corp had been a spy and they had stumbled upon it and relayed that back to Darkness or something like that, that would just be the stupidest way to lose a spy. So that <laughs> was like this like an hour of panic running around in circles going oh no oh no oh, no. <laughs> oh that's yeah hilarious. you you're, you're bound to make mistake at some point so yeah it's just a of, scary mistakes to make that was at least one that like it, since it was all on our services we could fix that if it had been in yeah. like eve itself that, that would have been a whole lot harder <laughs> well how, how did you and why did you infiltrate test oh i needed so obviously i did it uh 
telling the TIA that I was about to doing. But the goal here was to gather a lot of information to make myself valuable for the leadership of uh, Darkness. For Darkness, yeah, like, okay. We wanted to pump her up in Darkness's eyes and say, and, like, uh, look, she got into Tess, look at all this, these channels she has access to, look how well she's doing. <laughs> and now I didn't could... have any access, to be honest, right? Just yeah, yeah. Normal things. But, well, well the, the, the thing is, what was funny, is that I knew someone, I knew the guy, like, when I was asked to join Goon, they sent someone to join tests at the same time. So I knew the, the other guy who were supposed to be the test spy, so we obviously we burn it. We killed him, so he, he couldn't get in. <laughs> so the goal was to make myself useful and not him, so I could join you in. Killed and your, not this guy. You killed your rival. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he was the true spy from Guardians from Darkness. Ex- yeah, well, he was a man. He wanted to be loyal to Darkness, and he got burned for it. So oh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, this, this is part of the spy game. So I see. So you're in Goons uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy and you're in Test from Guardians of the Galaxy, but secretly your roots are in Test. So you could feed in misinformation at this point and you could totally control what info gets to um, Sort Dragon, the leader of Guardians of the Galaxies at that point. Yeah. Although I, and that was also what TIA told me too, is that I didn't hold, held any information for Sort Dragons. He had access to everything I had access to, and I shared with him everything I knew. So in that part, I didn't feel like I did something morally wrong, right? I mean, he what he asked me to do, I did it, and I did it willingly, and I did everything. And the only thing I never told him is that I was actually working for tests. But mm-hmm. anyway, he asked me to spy, and I was asked to spy. So it was just like, morally, it's just like you get what you you ask to, right? So, yeah. You fulfilled your obligations. Um, yeah, we we actually we we specifically did not have her feed like bad information from tests, just in case there was something validating it. Because again, it was like, sure, sure, we could have like slightly obscured test info, but the other uh, uh, thing is we could have the person stay in charge of like darkness's intelligence. So that's a whole lot better because uh, like. I mean, they they may know about fleets, but everyone has pink spies in every alliance now, so that's that's not too much of a worry compared to the benefit. Yeah, did you say ping spies? P i n g. Yeah, yeah, okay. like uh, p- people who just like receive pings and relay them to uh, other discords or jabber channels or yeah. whatever comm system you use. Yeah, we talked to Antar about how that's even uh, automated these days. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just just with the nature of time zones, it would be tough otherwise. Like you couldn't. Uh, so exactly. Somebody's offline. Yeah. Right. All right, go on. So now you're um, in Guardians of the Galaxies and uh, you're uh, spying on uh, a Goon Swarm group or Goon Swarm, and you're also spying on Test, but you belong to Test, so you're maybe giving them misinformation or not giving them correct information that they might want or need. Uh, so how did that go? What was going on? So at, at this point, it becomes really, really time-consuming, actually. So... I I focused I well test was there but I didn't focus on test I was really focusing on giving what wasn't goons to both test and darkness right so both of them get the information I could get from goons although I'm sure TIA had a lot of other spies than me either in goons or in darkness too <laughs> so you know we can we can share what we want, only what we do. Um, 
I was uh, I joined in so it was time consuming and uh, we thought with TI that it was a great way it was to focus back to darkness but you know I had like I, ju- I just wanted to continue on Goon so I tried a little bit but I knew that I couldn't be carefree because I didn't care anymore if I got caught so it was the point where we say okay Let's get yourself caught. We'll see at which point they're going to co- cut you, right? So we're going to test uh, Blackhand, actually, this time. So that's when I joined Special Six, where they asked me, oh, funny thing, when I joined uh, Gunt, they asked me to join Blackhand. Oh. So okay. it was like, okay, so I'm spying for tests that on Darkness. Darkness asked me to... Sp- on goons and right now i have goons asking me to and i was like well oh, fuck this is becoming <laughs> way more complex than what i signed for right you are four levels in four levels i was just uh typing something in the chat but i wanted to make sure that uh, we all understand this so you're in uh, goon swarm and they uh you're you're trying to become active so that you uh can just participate and build some trust and that sort of stuff and they ask you to join black hand or how did did they recruit you? Yeah, or did so you they ask? had they had this uh, they had this guy that was working with Black and I don't know his level. I never knew and I never asked. But uh, he asked me to work with him and uh, to apply to Black and because he will um, um, watch for me. Yeah, watch mm-hmm. is the word. So I was asked to apply to Black Ends to vote for them. At, at the same time, I, I was given uh, some rights on the Goon Corp I was in. So they gave me access to, was not HR, I don't remember what, I think it was diplomatic rights or something like that mm-hmm. at this time because I spoke many languages. And so this provided me, this gave me access to many many IP addresses from the, <laughs> the guys. So the guy who asked me to join Blackhand was actually, I was given his IP address, yeah, Servina. Wow. Serve like, you know, yeah, great thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to serve myself. <laughs> and that's how we we found this guy with 32 alts in five big alliance. Wow. Now, who- I'm sorry. Uh, if you hear that, mate, I'm sorry. I burned <laughs> you a lot of your st- t- tunes. Sorry. Wow, that's and spy versus shows... spy. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it just shows how dangerous uh, well, having a spy in your intelligence group uh, is. It, well, it's, you know, your intelligence group is in, uh, it's both the sword and shield, but at the same time, it points both at the enemy and back at you. And if you get a spy in your group, they could very easily, in this case, collapse your uh, an entire network just in one swoop yeah and i'm no it right i'm just uh i know what i can take where i can take it but uh, it's not like i'm actually good with uh programs or whatever so well uh Kornak, imagine this... the damage with an it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> we're an it person no i've seen damage from us from uh, subterfuge from an IT person. It's unbelievable what they can do. Uh, if you ever wanted to read a, a story about this, read The Brave Story uh, written by Matterall in 2015, I think it was. And it's about the brave coup and the guy that actually uh, engineers the coup and how much damage one guy could do to an entire coalition. But um, Kornak, she tells you that uh, she's been invited into the Black Hand. What's your reaction to that? 
I mean, we're like full steam ahead, pump the <laughs> like everything full throttle. Let's go. Let's get everything we can because at this point, it's like there's nothing she can't do. So we're we're all over it because we're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like it, and anything like that, it's just like candy stacked on top of candy. Type yeah, it, and it's. It's probably it's wonderful. It's probably not even that you're getting information from your ally at the time, but you know that they might have information on everybody else that you don't have access to. Yeah, I mean, we 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 a we know that goons have people in us because we have people in goons, and like everyone has every people in everyone. I mean, you like even your allies, you're always going to maintain spies in there because you want to know what they're up to. I mean, you, like. It, it not just from like an intelligence thing, but there's stuff like uh, just seeing like what their policy is, like kind of what Maggie was talking about earlier with mm. the corporations, just like how goons handle their corporations. You want to see like what are alli- other alliances doing here? Like, uh, and at one point when we were talking about an alliance mining tax, one of the big benefits of the spy network was just being able to see like what every other alliance is doing in terms of their mining taxes, like that, that kind of deal. So, uh, so I remember that because we got yeah. also that in darkness, it's making huge dramas. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it gives you good examples of what not to do, basically. But yeah, so uh, ha- having people in there, like that's that's just more and more intelligence flow since it's it's always better to have more like we're we're never like oh no we have too many spies what will we do now it's like okay if we have 30 horde spies i'll take 30 horde spies because that's more than 29 yeah uh so yeah, it's you interesting put them all in logi and there's no logi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well actually uh, we did at one point uh start doing that with like uh uh, uh ecm uh bursts in horde which caused uh GOTG to unblue horde because it was just like we cannot afford to have this where like at one point you'll have like a dozen horde characters suddenly run over to the GOTG lodge and start to like jamming them like that's just not like something you want to deal with. <laughs> Yikes! All right, so that's an interesting. Uh, we can do pretty. We we had our share of fun. Pretty funny things in fleet. Uh, it's too bad that it was. Uh, you could only have only a few people could know like the. Uh, the full story behind the scenes but uh well, that not... kind of goes to what you're talking about about yeah. the danger where every additional person is another chance of that person being a spy like like another maya basically and uh going oh now i know all your spies since that, that th- th- there there has to be someone who knows at the top and but you want to keep that number of people who know to the absolute minimum and filter everything through them yeah, or 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 you'll do what Maya did here and fry a spy that had thirty-two accounts in, in other places. Yeah. yeah, this was crazy. I love this that. one was crazy. I, I love yeah, that. CI is that really before. easy when you know. The, what the thing is, we we burned we burned him and he got kicked from good. So I was I'm still wondering what happened for this guy. Did did it is it because of us or or did it something reckless on the other side? I don't know. Well, he worked so hard, and you totally took that. And turned it against him. That's incredible. I hope I didn't kill his games. Sorry, guy. (laughs) But yeah, that's part of the spy game. Right. I mean, he was doing and would have done the same thing. That's what's so interesting about it. Uh, Okay, so we'll talk about the ethics of spying at the end. But I want to get through the story because it's fascinating. And I think uh, I haven't heard anything like this in the game there might have been or maybe there's some things that are quietly done that aren't really brought to light but this is fascinating to be able to look inside how complex uh the relationship building is and we haven't even talked about the work that has to be done to do this that maya did Uh, we're just talking about the relationships and the relays of information and how 
they uh, yeah. Work. So I had a, as an handler Kronak and Canada. This is what they were really really great handlers, and it, I see how important are handlers because uh, at many points of the game, you say it's just a game. Why I am doing this? I should tell sort, you know, and finish over this. I have no point on continuing anymore. So you have you have this question popping into your mind sometimes that why why do I lie? Why do I do this? And stuff like that. And this is really where the handlers are really, really important. The relationship with them is really important because they have to make you feel like you are part of test, even though you're not you're not playing there. I was always felt like a test member. Cornac and Cannonal always told me story, what's what's going on. They they told me a lot of things, and it was on a daily basis. So that takes a lot of time. It was really time consuming for them to just taking care of me, right? Because I I I needed to brag. I needed someone to vent. Only to those two guys I could uh, refer to. So I needed to tell them. Well, I needed to talk. <laughs> So that's why there is a lot of spamming. You know, I say I spammed them a lot because I needed to talk <laughs> and I, have, I had no one else to turn to to talk about it. So they're your counselor too, as well as your hand. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cormac, for you. <laughs> it's like the uh, uh, sponsor for Alcoholics Anonymous, but in a more positive uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, and what's that like for you, Cormac, to, to be... Uh, I mean, it must weigh on you at some point, like... Uh, I'm the only person this person can contact. Um, I think it pays to be a, a, a good guy or a nice guy or somebody that people actually want to talk to, right? Because if you were if you were somebody who was gruff and not easy to work with and stuff, at a certain point, maybe the relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you 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 have to be able to like be people going because of the, I mean, the, Eve is a game of people. Like the 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 actual gameplay and mechanics in Eve are. Not the greatest. If you're looking for pure mechanics, you would not be playing Eve. But the the people is what makes it good. So uh, that's that. It, it no less here than anywhere else. Where it's like you, exactly what she said. You have to constantly keep people engaged, just like you have to keep like your line members engaged or anything like that. Except mm. this is a lot more one to one, a lot more personal. So that just kicks it up a whole nother level, and you have to go okay, like. Uh, how 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 is she feeling today? The kind of deal, like what 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 what's on her mind? Is she worried about stuff? That kind of deal? like just kind of make sure everything's going okay because it, it it's something you've invested a lot of time in, so you don't want that to disappear. And obviously, like she does a very good job of it, so you especially don't want her to disappear in particular. Right. Like it's uh. Are there any things so, that you had all, to, all about keeping it going? Yeah, was there things that you had to not only like keep in touch with her, uh, and she had to keep in touch with you, and that um. It has to be, uh, I'm just going to put it this way, like a nurturing kind of relationship. But did you move anything out of her way to help out? Were there things you did outside? Like you talked about uh, when she um, got into test and you had to clean up that situation quietly. Were there other things like that you had to do in other places? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean getting, getting her to test in the first place was literally she just sent me the name of her character and I pushed accept on, uh, on it in game and just like ignored the author record but the uh i mean stuff like especially monetarily since it, it would be like oh right you, you 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 can put a lot of trust in her like if we give her a titan she will do good stuff with it so by uh, we like send her just like shitloads of isk and she'd get access to like capitals and super caps and other channels like that where like in a lot of those cases especially now in current eve where like super caps aren't I'm, they're not like a dime a dozen but they're relatively cheap it's a lot easier to get into those groups as long as you have the money so if you have someone like me where it's like she's 
doing a really good job here. We can clearly say, like, if we if we give her like billions of isk, it will not be wasted. Like, right. she'll do good stuff with it. Did money ever help? At this point, oh, hold on. Did Maya? Did money ever help? Uh. No, that one. I, I put it on a retirement fund, you know, just in case <laughs> something happens. So I never used uh, test money while uh, being in darkness. But um, but having a, a ship, were you able to? I mean, you were able but to yeah, participate. Get, getting into those ships is very important. So what I knew mm-hmm. is when they were teaming, I we need to access, for instance, the the yeah the capital pings so i needed i knew i needed to get the capital ship i knew and in darkness which was not as easy maybe as other corporation you had to have at least three alts you know one that goes in the fax alt so that means a lot of time to get those so that's where what was interesting is when my time in goons was actually paid by, dark, by darkness. So I got darkness money for spying into goons and test. So that's how I get into capitals very easily afterwards. Now, spending all this time, it's especially with uh, people who are meant to be the enemy, this must have been quite isolating, especially since you couldn't spend it with the group that you're loyal to and the friend that uh, you originally came to that- the game with. I never felt isolated. I mean, all the person I played with, that can be the corp in Goons I was in, the one in Darkness or others, That they, they were always really, really nice people with me. I always enjoyed playing with them, so I never felt isolated. The only time I felt isolated is when I needed to talk about something I knew and I couldn't share. You know, for instance, oh, God. Thought say that or whatever Asher say that in good said I can't they're they're not online so corner and Canada they were the only two people I could share everything I knew of they were not online and was like oh I need to talk to someone that's the moment that, I feel isolated where the, uh, the the stuff where since since May was not originally in test she was uh, like came from other places so that like those tend to be the more successful spies because her her character is not an alt it's she, this is her main character so she's uh like we we find those spies are a lot more successful because they can dedicate their full time to it and because they have that existing social group where like if you're primarily in test then you're a lot less incentivized to talk to those people but that being said i mean it it uh, we, it was just canon all deny, but we we had a lot of fun talking to me uh, from uh, our end. So that that hopefully helped keep it interesting. But it's it it's a huge help to have someone who already has an existing social structure in the place you're trying to uh, get into. Yeah, you uh, well, I guess picked her up into test intelligence uh, quite early before well anything could potentially compromise her or complicate well complicate her spying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I mean. Initially, we had just assumed she would be like a another comm spy kind of deal, like not not much more than that, and then <laughs> went beyond our wildest dreams. And she started climbing into the uh, more and more information. Okay, so yeah, and, and I did it. Uh, I know I, I was very naive because when I started, uh, people I was asking really new question, but it was very it was an honest question. Like I didn't know what logi was. I didn't know what uh, what was. So people didn't have any doubt because it was true. My, my, I was really new to the game. Mm. So, was so it... everything was legit. Yeah. And I did the same thing in Goods, but it was less legit because I really had the answer from Darkness. So I knew already how to logic, but still I, I asked the question, the same question I asked Darkness. You work well. I did it to Goods too. Like. Yeah. 
Well, so, okay, so you're in um, Guardians of the Galaxies. You're all the way back into Goon Swarm. The war is starting. What happens during the war, and, and, and how does this end? When do you know it's time to quit? So, yeah, b before I quit, there's this, uh, you know, Goons launched the NGSA. I don't know if you heard about it. So they were putting a lot of neutral isles into the claim, and uh, they had to say on their Jabber system uh, if there were some good targets for the, I think it was Azure SIGs, to, to go in and, and you'll kill the big targets. So like that to to ensure that Darkness wasn't couldn't uh, make uh, money. Right. They couldn't farm, they couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So that was to block them. Which worked very well, by the way. Let me but let me still. explain that. Let me explain that to the people, just in case they haven't been here way back in 2018. But if you looked at the monthly economic report, Dell was in full swing, making a lot of money, uh, ratting, and uh, that was a, a high time for them. But if you looked pretty closely behind them, was Guardians of the Galaxies that was making a ton of ratting isk as well because they were. Uh, utilizing the area in their time zone or whatever uh, really well. So Imperium didn't want a competitor to make nearly as much money as them. So they sent, I think, they allowed SIGs to go up north and fight, of all people, uh, Guardians of the Galaxies and to mess with them and to um, disrupt them so that they wouldn't have a rival in the money making because they were building the richest empire at the time. Go ahead. So yeah, they... All, all, everyone could uh, apply to the NGSA thing, so the SIG. That makes that you had to have a neutral account, you know, clocking so in one system, and you get to the, the funny thing is that you, you, they made this website, so you press a button and you get uh, assigned a system to camp. And I got, the, I got lucky once again. This is where really my way to look. So I got uh, assigned my own system in darkness to camp. <laughs> so I was camping my own corpse. So it was like, okay, there's no worries about that. So I could still, you know, do my things. And uh, the, there was so someone from my corp was actually coming out with uh, one, I think it was a Oracle. And uh, then I see on the Jabber say, hey, we have a Oracle in this system. But since I'm the ones clocking in the system, say, who the hell can know that? And that's the when I got connected, I say, okay, this one guy from darkness is connected in the same system as my corp one. So it can only be him who actually gave the information because it wasn't me. I'm sure it wasn't me. So that's how we burn another guy. Wow. That is hilarious. So that was... Now, with all this... So that is not no. he. He wouldn't be considered a spy. He was con was he? He was considered. A... I, I, I couldn't. Uh, I didn't have proof he was a spy, but I was sure he was at least sending, sending the information or oh, paying yeah, or yeah. whatever the information. So I, I called him as a mercenary because I I have no idea if he was a spy or not. I don't think so. Right. I think it was more like uh, hey, there's an opportunity. I give you the. I, he gave the, the information to someone else. Did you turn that guy into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Obviously, since it was it... against my corpse, and I was very bad. It was my corpse in darkness, you know. So uh, I was like, "No way, you won't attack my corpse." <laughs> this is plus. Yeah. Since you had to camp your own corpse, did I presume you also experienced, I guess, the frustrations of your own corpse that you were exactly not yeah. exactly loyal to? How well? How was it? Uh, how did it? 
how did he handle that to, to morally want oh, to be exactly like the leader, leadership said to us so like uh, they are clocky they don't do anything you can farm just be careful but yeah continue farming so i say the same thing to my corpse say that go ahead try we'll see <laughs> oh that's funny so you were able to defend your corpse that gave you more credibility with guardians of the galaxies i assume I'm not sure at this point it changed everything. I, I felt very comfortable into Guardian of the Galaxy at this point. And, mm. and I mean, I was really helping them. I mean, I was spying on Goon for them. I was spying on tests with the poor information I had for them. So, I mean, I was doing my best for them and I really liked them. It's not like that. But my loyalty yeah. was always to test. That's for sure, because I didn't want to turn as a mercenary, neither to turn on my friend who sent me in this adventure, you know, in this quest. Right. That's where your roots are. Uh, uh, so so that's interesting, though. Do you, in your mind, there must be a hierarchy of loyalty then. What was that hierarchy? Oh, Canonal, then Kornak, for sure, were the first. Mm -hmm. Then Test. Yeah. And what about after that? After that, it was everything was a bit lot messier. I mean, my corp was really high level in in loyalty. I mean, I would have uh, I tried, even though I, I spoke with Canadal, uh, <clears throat> because when I saw that my corp couldn't survive into darkness, I was talking to Canada saying if they could join test, actually, if I could save them and make them go to test. So there's but some obviously, yeah. too, but it was too late for the corp member because they were really, uh, like, let's say propaganda washed and uh, they didn't want to go to, neither to test nor goon because they said they were the bad guys uh, propaganda washed that's funny so, um, but so you had some loyalty to the group that you were with the corp you were with in guardians of the galaxies there's some loyalty there you even tried to save yeah. them at the end okay yeah now because both sides wanted you to help them spy and they obviously wanted results did you have to make sacrifices and well decide the fate of certain fleets or certain fcs by providing or not providing information during this time i'm not much uh i mean test wasn't um test didn't ask me fleet relay at this time because it was mainly between guns and darkness so i was uh from the tia they didn't want comorities plus I'm sure they had plenty of other people to do that. So at this point, I knew there were other guys in, in darkness from test. I knew there were in goons, other test guys in goons. So I knew I, I, would, I wouldn't be bothered to help test on comrade. Um, darkness never asked me to do comrade in test. They asked me into goons only. So it was mainly easy. Mm. I didn't have to choose, I mean, so. All right. So how does this, uh, so what happens after the uh, goon swarm is messing with darkness and disrupting their money-making uh, ability? Uh, how does this, what does this lead to? Uh, well, it leads to war. I mean, at one point they went uh, full war on the North. Right. So they were, I'm not, uh, Maybe Karnak knows more about the politics at this point because there were it was kind of messy because they were at first they were in CPL supporting GTG, but in the end they left. They mm -hmm. wasn't uh, helping us. We knew that. Uh, I mean, we knew TIA, but also Darkness because I sent the information also to Darkness. We learned that uh, NCPI had to um, head back to their own. Uh, 
sovereignties because uh, the Asher squad was a uh, was going there. I think I think it's something like that. I yeah, don't yeah. remember. Well, uh, let me fill this in for you. Um, so what happens at this point, and this is a 2000, early 2018, or, or well, I think it's too, early 2018, but uh, the attacks from Goon Swarm become successful, and so everybody wants to participate. And it sounds to me like they were very organized, the way that you say everybody picks a system and everything else. So it was a very organized effort. Yeah, it was very. <laughs> and very successful. Um, so I think, is this when Horde moves out? of the area and moves to geminate is that the same time no i think it was a this bit was later because i think I, we we had some huge fight actually in uh, you know in fontaine and uh and uh not declandil is it no I this is know. right around the time of like uh ulx and that like that yeah exactly okay time. exactly oh, all right so we're way beyond when horde moves to geminate and all that um so I guess it boils into a full-scale war, and now you have the South fighting the North because you have Imperium and Test or Legacy. Uh, yeah. And they go to war pretty much in the North. Now, yeah. the thing but is... But Test more to Pandemic, so... Right. They're Guns fighting... went to Darkness and this went... Yes, pandemic. exactly. They split up. Uh, Test goes to the uh, East and uh, or fights... Well, I guess Providence and then fights Winter and fights uh, Triumvirate, fights PL. And uh, the Imperium goes north to Guardians of the Galaxies. Remember, they now own Fountain and they have a, a highway from Delve all the way up to like Pure Blind. So they're able to access the north really easily. And uh, in doing so, they put a lot of pressure on whoever was helping out Guardians of the Galaxy. So that might have been NC, might have been PL. Yeah. I think even Triumvirate was Exactly, yeah. Okay, so so yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, tell us what happens after that. This is the point. Uh, I stop uh, spying on guns, or I get caught. We'll say that like that. So I got caught. Oh, how did you get caught? I don't know. <laughs> but somebody figured out you were. No, I, we we knew uh, TIA was testing there, so we tried some stuff to get to see how I could get caught. So I know we know, but we can share it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know how you got caught. Did you get caught on purpose? Yeah, we got, I, I, I needed to focus back on darkness at this point. Oh, wow. So you said, pull me out of goon swarm, burn this spy. And you guys figured out how to do that. So the better way was to try at least if we, I was uh, about to get caught, the better way was to try out their intelligence, right? Good intelligence. Although, uh, again, once again, what I said earlier is that we never know at which point they knew and if they kept me longer or not. But we have plenty of, you know, points we were trying and to know when they I got kicked. Okay, so you're trying it, to... It, it let us get, like, some more info, basically, yeah. on how their uh, CI stuff works. Right, so you... you uh... You're going to burn the spy uh, so that you can focus more on something else. So you use that spy to try to do more until it gets caught. And then you learn exactly. how they catch. Okay, I got it. If we were to burn the spy, at least be it useful. Very interesting. Quite a sacrifice. Uh, was uh, what you learned well worth the, to burn it at the time? So what, the day I got burned... It felt like, uh, you know, failing something. It felt bad. Uh, I always remember that because it felt, I, we, I knew we did it on purpose, but still, still it felt like, yeah, oh God, it worked. I got burned, but 
<laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't like not to get burned. <laughs> right. And uh, so we. I, I spoke directly to the CEO. The, the CEO, of the corp I was in, was very, very cool, and the director. So I talked with them because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna fight for you. You got burned. It was not." Uh, they didn't know I was spy, so I said, "Oh, they kicked you. They mind you. We don't know why. We're gonna fight for you. Don't worry." And at this at this point, I felt really, really bad for them since they, you know, this there is this shame walk of corpse already and stuff like that. And I said, "No, okay, please, guys, don't fight for me." And I told them, "Okay, I told them I was a spy. I didn't know for who. I didn't tell them anymore." I said, "Yeah, I was a spy. Don't fight for me. You're great guys. I don't want you to get into oh, trouble." Oh wow! So you. Okay, I see. So you told them, don't fight for me. It's true, I am a spy. But you didn't tell them where from. Exactly. But I felt bad for them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I like the corp. They were really nice people. Yeah, yeah. Like every corp, I guess. So. Yeah. All right. So you're back in Guardians of the Galaxies now. So yeah, now we're back. But uh, in this time in Guns, we already thought with Kornak and Kandal about doing the... So we knew that Darkness was lacking some intelligence service. I mean, proper intelligence. They had intelligence, but they they didn't have a, you know, an, a known service, uh, intelligence service. So we thought I could take the opportunity to create it. So I, since I was already... I, I had this open line with sorts, uh, I could ask, I could uh, do stuff. I asked him if I could uh, be in charge of it and take, and uh, I come with some tools that I knew that, uh, well, that I knew was useful uh, and that could uh, use, that can be really, really useful during this war against goons. Like, for instance, you know, when you have this neutrals account uh, uh, camping you, it's great to have their name so they don't, you know, one month later, ask to join your corp, and you don't even know they were the one camping you before. <laughs> so you you know that there were goons, even though it's not goons. So we 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 mark people like that. Yeah, GOTG really had basically no proper CI, like alliance wide CI before that. Uh, like it, it was very much like on a per corp and per alliance basis. So it 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 was essentially just like we have all this stuff we do in test. We can basically just say we know how to do this. Here you suggest this, and bam! Uh, suddenly it's like yeah. oh, she is but, the most like amazing counter intel person in the uh, entirety of GOTG. I imagine not too many tools, right? Because you don't want to give yourself away as having too many. The, 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 the thing, for instance, what we had is that yeah. I burned a spy from Goon into GOTG, and three months later I say, "Who the fuck is this guy? It's the same guy," and say, "Oh." Because he was in another corp with another tune, and no one knew he was the same guy. And, it, yeah, and they I, lacked even the most basic stuff. Like it wasn't—you didn't have to give them anything fancy. It was just like straight up. They had nothing. They just had never thought about it as like something they have to do. <laughs> so around this time, you were promoted as the uh, Darkness uh, Spymaster, the head yeah. of the spy intelligence. So I recruited the Darkness guy and, well, Dead, Dead Coalition, because actually they were yeah. not only Darkness guys. So Dead Coalition, wild, uh, wide uh, spies I recruited. I did some counter yeah, CI stuff. That's how I re-burned the spy I've already burned. I had to burn in a second time, for instance. Uh, I, yeah. We we I promoted the tools to the HR and directors so they could actually try to work together to to maintain the so that this is something that they should have now do well you know for a long time before because it, it was really lacking and it was really help, helpful and 
I'm not saying that as a test buy. I'm saying that really as a as a darkness by my story. It was really something that they needed for the HR, for the recruitment, for the you know to put notes on who recruits what and stuff like that. I managed to uh, well talk to the IT director for Darkness uh, at the time and uh, somebody he knows uh, who I also happen to know as well was the one of the Darkness's intelligence leads. Uh, that would be uh, SciTech and uh, the other one would be SarTech. Uh, I did manage to get to chat with them shortly after you released a thread, and uh, while SciTech had, had nothing personally to say to you, he did mention that uh, he felt that deep down, Sword Dragon always knew you were a spy, but uh, he, well, either he couldn't or he wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Sword is a really, really long He's a, play, a guy that played for a long time, so he's a veteran, he saw many, many things. And about from all the veterans, the one story I got always was like, there's this rumor about girls being a spy. So obviously, I mean, in this mind, I'm guessing that, yeah, I could have been a spy. But now there's another thing, is that if you ever worked in HR for the corporation, any corporation, any alliance, every profile is fishy. Every profile is fishy. You don't have someone that is already, and even if someone is really not fishy at all, it's fishy because it's not fishy, right? So <laughs> at this point, it's, you know, it's, you're in a paranoid game. So it's easier to come after what's saying, yeah, I have doubt about this one because we have doubts about everyone's. So it's easy to say that afterwards, right? That's one of the greatest yeah. dangers of counter intel is you get too focused on everyone can be a spy and then you get like, too too paranoid and you end up like eviscerating your own alliance because like you're you're doing the enemy's job for them where you're kicking and blacklisting and banning the people in your own alliances who are probably like totally innocent but you, you start to run out of members at some point when you uh like if, if anyone active gets uh picked up it can be a very dangerous thing to be doing <laughs> i think so, yeah, what, um... sorry so what i say is about Satek saying how he knew whether i mean maybe it's true and maybe it's not but at one point, it's easy to say this. My profile was fishy because we are all fishy. Uh, around this time, I believe uh, Sartek and uh, Sitek. Uh, well, Sartek was uh, more involved in intelligence, and uh, sorry, Sartek. There's such similar sounding names. Was more involved in intelligence, and uh, Sitek uh, was more involved in IT. But uh, I don't think any of them uh, knew that you were a spy at all. I think you went completely under the radar. As well as that, I believe some of them, both of them were becoming less and less active in GOTG after the war had begun, well, begun winding down. So what does happen during the war? And did you say that's when your spy uh, spying stops? My spying into goons stopped, yeah. Oh, spying into goons stopped. But you're still... You're still... Oh, I'm still working for tests, obviously. Right. And then you're, in, you're at war. Uh, so how does this wrap up? When did you decide to get out? Oh, to get out. So no, there is a lot of things before getting out. Oh, so is first, okay. Yeah. So first, first of all, so when I got to be Spy Master of Darkness... Uh, right. What's really in was really interesting is that all the spies working for darkness was actually working for tests. So all the relays I got was actually sent back to test relays. So my computer turns out, you know, a, a crazy computer with all the relays that are the command. Uh, I don't. You, if you never did that, you can't. I can't. I can't even know how to explain that. Uh, 
So you have those the, pro the, the programs, <laughs> yeah, you have all the programs launched. So it was crazy. I felt like in Matrix, you know, so I was sending back all the relay I received from the relays to the other relays. It was like uh, Inceptions. <laughs> it, uh, it, it expanded our uh, Intel network by a surprising amount. Like they, they actually had a significant number of channels going on in there. <laughs> Where, so, uh, Dead Coalition has a ton of what pings coming from other places. Yeah, yeah. I, like, so they, they they had some alliances we did not have, which they mm -hmm. were then able to unintentionally relay to us, and then we had them. So now you had them, right? Because this again, these guys that you're infiltrate, you have infiltrated, are actually allies to your direct enemy, which would have been at the time Pandemic Legion and uh, maybe even Winter Coalition. Exactly. So there, there was that. Then uh, after that, there were, you know, before I quit is because uh, I quit because darkness died, obviously. So, and yeah, yeah it was, uh, it was um, when darkness died, <clears throat> it was, uh, well, first of all, it felt like I finished, you know, my adventure. It felt like, okay, objective was complete. I don't have anything else to do. I don't, I didn't feel like starting over again because it was like, morally consuming that the, the death of darkness was really morally consuming because i felt a little bad to be honest about it although i know why i did it but still it's did you, you have... can say i'm immune to morality right so yeah <laughs> right right this works on you but what i mean did you really have anything to do with uh, guardians of the galaxies or i should call them dead coalition because they changed their name uh, to dead coalition did you really Sorry. did you have anything to do with them uh, collapsing anyway because they seem to collapse that, for... they collapse i mean by by them by everything right. going on so it's not right. me that make them collapse yeah it doesn't but, even... uh, the, the final decision though she, she definitely had a significant factor in it though i think that that is underselling what <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the final decision though it was a really really funny moment for connect like, I, I was laughing of stress you know Really, really laughing of stress because it was really stressful. We were six people deciding the fate of darkness if we were to kill darkness or what. And I was one of these six people deciding okay. the fate. Oh, that's there, right. There were there were there were multiple options being considered. Basically, where uh, like stuff stuff like uh, uh, disbanding or going going well, somewhere well, wait, else or on, like being hold, like. Cornac, hold on a second fast. because I I want to bring people up to speed on what happened because um, the. The the thing that happened that you should know historically is that Sword Dragon, he does this thing where he is called the deal, where he gives up a certain amount of treasure. These are for, faction Fortizars to Goon Swarm to back them off for a while so that they don't uh, invade the North fully. But that really causes a rip between uh, Dead Coalition and especially Gobbins and Horde. But uh, PL and NC, or PL, no, NC basically says, well, we're not on either side of this um and then yeah, that's yeah yeah that, no, that, that was really uh, another story i guess yeah go continue sorry no i if you have some input on this out no no i don't i don't that you were essentially at the table when they were signing and deciding the future of the dead coalition you i presume oh, yeah. were we were more, six uh, i presume that there were options that were probably worse for tests but uh, or better for test, but you, well, you were part of the six that uh, finally signed the death warrant. And... Yeah, I, I told TIA about the options that were on the table, and TIA told me, okay, you should go for this option. So obviously, when 
we had to vote the first time. I was the only one with this option. So all the others said another option. And I was like, fuck, I'm so made right now. I'm the only one (laughs) thinking differently, right? You're the only one not on the right page. So so then I I wonder how I could could, uh, turn some people and who I shouldn't turn because obviously there are these... You know, when you get to know people, you know who is influencing someone, who is going to be the voice for someone else. So you, you get to know how the dynamics works between people. So you get to know that. And it's also part of the spycraft. So I knew that, okay, there is this AFC who is actually really, really important, that he's more important than the other. And his voice is going to count like twice, right? So what does it like? What does it do? So I, I had to turn, you know, saying small stuff, but to try to turn, uh, to make their think otherwise, at, at least. So I'm not saying that's me that turned their, their mind, they changed their mind, but I'm sure it plays a, this role, right? You helped sow the seeds of, uh, I guess, discontent and well, potentially changing minds. Let me get people caught up again. So after, because uh, I, I think what you're talking about is, is something that t- is right before the end of uh, Dead Coalition, right? Yeah, it was the well vote too. The, okay, uh, so where we were, where we were, as far as the narrative goes, was the uh, the deal created a rift, and uh, later, I, I believe, um, uh, Goonswarm came up, or the Imperium came up and wiped out, um, and and sort kind of stepped aside, and we, they wiped out tribute and just glassed the place. Right, that was that big uh, uh, campaign that happened right before blackout. What happened was. Uh, NC and Horde got really upset, but they couldn't take on Imperium. So their first order of business was to settle a score with Sort, Dragon, and uh, Darkness, and of course, a Dead Coalition. So they actually attack a Dead Coalition uh, and start fighting them uh, until the end. And Fraternity then joins that effort, and that seals the fate of. Uh, Dead Coalition. And that's the era that we're talking about now. And that's like 2019 or 2020, uh, I think. So it's. Uh, go ahead. Uh, and in and 19, early 20. Yeah, early 20. The, so, the, the actual disbanding was the beginning of 2020. Right. So one other thing that happened here that was very interesting because you have NCPL, Horde, and Fraternity. That's the beginning of Pandafam. And they're invading not Imperium or Legacy. They're invading Sort Dragon and taking them on. And somebody else shows up on that field that is Test or Legacy. And Billy comes out and says, uh, Sort Dragon is a terrible CSM member and I'm going to destroy his coalition so he doesn't have a voter block to put him back on the CSM. And he goes, God, I completely forget about that. <laughs> yes. So they go up there. And now you have something that's very interesting. You have a dress rehearsal for what we're seeing today, which is Pandafam plus Legacy fighting Sort Dragon. And that's where you're at. You're on uh, Dead Coalition's uh, group. You're one of six people with Sort Dragon there trying to decide the fate because you're losing this war. What did that look like inside there? Yeah, it was like, well, first first question first was, okay, with Dead Coalition was out. It was dead anyway, so we didn't even discuss it. Uh, it was more about, do we do something as darkness or do we take the corpse somewhere else and uh, we kill darkness? 
if we either choose to move the corpse somewhere else and kill darkness, we had to say to all the corpse in darkness, say, okay, you need to find a new home, it's over. And uh, if we wanted to save darkness, we would have to find a deal, a good deal somewhere to move, um, to move, you know, to get a new spot and start to grow up again. Like the okay, Quarius was one of the ones that was uh, brought up. The traditional death zone of Quarius. <laughs> <laughs> So ironically, where darkness was in 2015, like up till the end of 2015, when they were, funnily enough, evicted right. by Pandemic Legion and yeah. their friends. <laughs> yeah, NC dot. Um, what? So, uh, so again, Dead Coalition is dead. They're breaking apart. Siberian Squad's going somewhere. Dracaris is going somewhere else. Uh, oh, I forgot the other group that was Chinese is going somewhere else. So they're you Ranger, guys are, Ranger, Ranger regiments Ranger splitting regiment. up. That's dead. But you're thinking but during that, this time we'd also uh, why dotted Moose uh, Federation into test, uh, so they'd lost Moose as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, the car came in right now. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, Moose uh, Army. Um, so then you're saying the key alliance, which was Darkness, which is Sort Dragon's alliance. That's what you're thinking about. Do we resurrect it, keep it going, or does it end? And what happened? Yeah. So TIA told me to end it. Oh! oh I, was... I should give some background here that uh, <laughs> before this time, she'd been also uh, like strategically, I guess, sinking corpse and uh, uh, people and that kind of thing, which essentially put her in a position of more power and influence because the people who would have opposed her, not we weren't thinking like, this is what we're going to do with this, but it was more like getting her more power. But it was uh, like the, the people who would have opposed her had been eliminated or pushed down in stature, which gave her the ability to be in this influential position. So many stories there, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll have to revisit those another time. Um, <laughs> there, there are so many. I, I went through my conversation with Corn like for and Candidal from three years and they say, Oh, I completely forgot of this spot. And it's it's day, there's a new thing, and they say, Oh god, we did that too. I completely forgot about this. And oh, stuff I knew like just that. reading the director chats every day it was like Yeah. <laughs> all that has to be written up. You don't want to forget that. That's good stuff. I had access to all the statistics also with for each corp and stuff like that. What uh, what goods puts on public I had it as a HR uh being sorry director from uh, in darkness. So I had access to how many caps we had, how many titans we had into darkness, into DOTG, all that coalition. So you could I knew out... exactly how many numbers we had, so they got all the Oh, so you could figure out where to apply pressure on which corporations if you... If... Yeah. 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 And I, I knew which corporation was influent, who was not, who would mm -hmm. kill themselves. I didn't need an input because they were doing great by themselves, you know. <laughs> uh, so it, it was, uh, yeah. They were self-destructive. With, with this kind of information, you can do a lot of things, but it's up to mm -hmm. you, to us spies to get creative, obviously, because it's yeah. not like, okay, do that and do that. It was more like, oh, say, oh this is fun. What about, let's say, oh, I want to say to do that. Say, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what was the uh, reasoning behind getting darkness itself disbanded? Was that to ensure Sword Dragon could never, well, have any more ambitions for power again, or was that yeah, seen that as the best option? I mean, from from our end, it was uh, basically what. So one, obviously, there's the whole sword thing. I mean, it, 
you, 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 people do tend to play up the bitterness between alliances more than normal, but yet, like, like we did have negative feelings towards Sword in particular. So there was an element of satisfaction to removing his alliance, but it was also just like a strategic thing of this takes out like one potential enemy that we expected to otherwise be dealing with in the very near future so let's go like pgl was giddy as a schoolgirl when i was uh going through this <laughs> like what was happening with him like he was like dancing from the treetops like tap shoes everywhere that kind of deal like he was just like having a ton of fun type thing but it, it, yeah, it, it, it was basically like a, a from our end it was a, a very strategic move where it was like Okay, yeah, this will this will likely buff goons somewhat, but it will also send them to the four wins type deal, and we will likely be able to pulse them in, and then the people who we expect to not be fighting in the near future will also pulse them in. Maria? So, uh, this moment was really a minute-per-minute minute situation, uh, and Canenal wasn't there, so everything went to Kornak, say, oh, good, what I do, what I do? <laughs> it was really uh, funny, funny times. Yeah, tense moment. Uh, so you voted one way, everybody else voted the other, and you thought, oh my god, I'm exposed. Yeah, I, f I feel exposed, but I knew it was somehow, you know, near hand of my mission. So I, I didn't feel stressed, same thing, you know, it was like, okay, what do I do now that I'm exposed? I needed to explain why I did. So that was a great point, starting point, because, uh, you know, you, you want to to push people to think like you and you know who's he who is more um who is more likely to follow your way of thinking and others so you change the story and what you think to fit the people you know are influential and that's now, what i did uh now the decision to finally put an end to the spying and then well get out of uh Deadco and back into test and retire. Was that your decision or did uh, TIA make that decision? Sorry, which one? Uh, the decision to retire from spying and uh, return to test for your, well, here no, welcome. Did you make this decision or did TIA make it for you? No, I, I, made, I made it. Okay. So when the mission was over, uh, I was really, really morally out <laughs> i felt bad uh although i enjoyed it which is really bad <laughs> no I, I really i really love the people i was playing with the, the, just the hate people we uh, in the end we that we were working together to do what what we do with darkness i like them all you know i didn't have any issue with them uh but still uh i was really it was time-consuming, it was morally consuming, so when the mission was over, I took uh, a year off, you know, I just needed to stop playing, and I stopped playing. You took a big break, okay. Yeah, I took my holidays, my sabbatical. Sabbatical, yes. All right, so you, you've, you've been through this, gosh, it must have been, what, two years? Three years. Three years, that's a long time to be playing a, a game. But you're playing the game, right, anyway, and you're actually... Uh, you're a part of uh, Darkness, uh, the corporation in Darkness as well. So it's um, so you're playing the game. It's just that all this is happening as a second life in the background. And uh, once mm -hmm. it's all over, you wind up, you kind of feel bad because, you know, people you were playing with lost their stuff. Um, I, I, no, I, I, didn't, I, I never stole. I never did something wrong. So I didn't have this kind of uh, feeling bad about this because... No one had lost anything, at least well, not you, from my 
my hand, right? So right, it was right. like they made they they choose themselves. I just okay, maybe I was a voice, you know, to tell them, oh, go ahead, choose this or choose what. But they did it by themselves. I just were, you know, like uh, the serpent in the in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, take you the whispered, apple. Yeah, whispered ideas, suggested ideas, but they made the decisions themselves. So I, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling responsible right. more than that for this. I mean, well, I know talk, I, I play my part, but that's about it. Fine. Let's talk about the morality of spying. We wanted to get to this here at the end. We've told the story. Uh, hopefully it gets written down. I, you know, I want to help you write that down because it's such a great story. Um, it, but the morality of spying, you didn't steal anything from anyone. You didn't just grab a bunch of treasure from the corporation and run off and switch sides. Never. You not didn't even drops, You didn't drop Sov. You didn't hurt them uh, directly. You just influenced them like a guiding hand, which is something that goes back to the beginning of Eve, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we... I've, I've spotted, uh, you know, when they were... This is actually something that a lot of alliance I've seen doing. Not every, sorry, I've seen uh, in a lot of alliance do that is bad. Is for instance, right now everyone's using Discord, and you know you have this title with colors and stuff. And someone you have the FC very visible, and for one reason they're not happy with the FC, and they remove this rank. Everyone knows it; it's visible. You had someone with a rank, and ten minutes later he lost it. So. Those kind of situation was sent to TIA, so TIA could contact the guy. Hey, I, something happened. We're sorry for you, and they turned. They will turn him, right? Oh. They will try to turn the guys. So I would spot the people to who to turn, what to do, what uh, to the disgruntled ones. I would spot the corporation that needed to where something should happen. But I never did it. Everyone did. I mean, I spotted it, but. What happened next wasn't my, my doing. That's such an important point uh, that you make there. And I just want to make the distinction here between uh, people who backstab their own friends in a sense of uh, taking their stuff and screwing them over directly uh, and the long play, the long uh, con even. And I'm not talking about AWOXing either. That, that's kind of considered stealing and that sort of stuff. This is more like finding the opportunities that are diplomatic and informing one group. Uh, here's some here's some subtext. Uh, you can you can capitalize on this if you move quickly, kind of thing. That's very delicate work. It's very interesting. And to, to me, it's like the essence of Eve Online. Like it's what makes Eve Online such a good game that you can do things like this, like in in WoW or Planet Side or any other MMO. You just there's there's nothing of any similar nature to this. I mean, it, in many cases the rules of the games don't even allow you to do anything like that whereas here like it's why people play eve because eve is the game where you have 10,000 people in an alliance uh, against 10,000 people in another alliance that kind of thing it's all the the people is eve and eve is people it's all there's there there is nothing more fulfilling than this type of gameplay the term i've heard uh, being uh, used in well, other communities would be high kinetic uh spying and uh, espionage and low kinetic in this case this would be uh i would consider it a bit of a low kinetic one it's very subtle it's always in the shadows it's it's not something that uh, can be visibly seen until uh, much much later on when all is revealed yeah she, she, i mean we, we didn't really have her doing com spies or anything like that for after probably the first few months uh we stopped just because it was like this kind of thing is so much more valuable than 
even like a dozen comp spies like it's it's just a whole nother scale i mean yeah if, if it was just like comp spies or a smash and grab somebody could walk out with a just a short-term reward but in this case you disbanded an entire coalition and uh, as for the main alliance you shattered this man's uh, dreams into dust and the chance of him i didn't expect that when i started (laughs) (laughs) well he'll he'll be back you know he may be playing already in a different oh yeah i have no worries for him yeah but yeah shattering somebody out of eve you're doing them a favor in some ways right (laughs) they get their life back I wish somebody would shatter me out of you. Um, but we're but, but with uh, all that you've done and all the... Well, you spent a lot of time in darkness and must have met a lot of people. You've, uh, you must have also, because you were frequently interacting with them, you saw their, I guess, moments of triumph and happiness and moments when they were, yeah, well, that, I guess, felt loss. That, that's a good thing as well about being a spy. I'm going to promote, yeah, guys, if you want to be a spy, go try it. I, I mean... That's the good thing when you're playing as a spy, is that either you win or either you win. I mean, when you are in a battle, if your side win, you say, I'm taking the win. If the other side win, you say, oh, I'm from the other side, so I take the win. So you take always the best from the, the results. Did you ever feel conflicted? Because the only people you could talk to about this would be the handlers, and there would be lots of people in... Uh, say darkness when you were spying for them and uh, when you were spying for test that people would have no idea with the efforts and the things that you've done and the influence you had and you can't really talk about it either you yeah a lot uh, of spies don't get recognition i didn't need the recognition but i needed to vent mostly that was the difficulties uh i didn't need recognition because i was doing more than any other player. I mean, you have to invest yourself to do HR work, director work, uh, uh, spy master work, because I did it and I did it for darkness, right? So, I mean, all these things takes a, long, uh, takes a lot of time and you're dedicating this time to, but for, my, for me, it was for darkness, even though everything went to TIA also, it was for darkness too. So I didn't, uh, I didn't felt like I needed more recognition because I had it. But uh, I needed to vent. That was the most difficult thing. Is that most of the time I needed to vent when I was something do- doing something that would make me stress. Like I say, stress, love, or you know, you know, this is like some kind of shitty stuff you're doing, and this is fun because the, the game allows you to do that. And you say, okay, I need to share my my joy, my stress, whatever, to someone. And that, that's the great thing also is that Kornak and Cardinal are not in the same time zone. So I have always one of them usually connected. So I could always vent to one of them. Were there times where you, well, might not be able to or being a bit disconnected from them and uh, had to well, yeah. handle things on your own for a period of time? Yeah, there are the, sometimes. I got some, you know, the scary stuff also you have as a spy is that you've been working for two years undercover and then you have sort sending you a message we need to talk and you say oh shit <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and it's not connected so you know you have five hours before he gets up on the, in his time zone and you're like okay what did i did wrong what what was the last conversation what did and you try to make all the thing and when he gets connected I say hey your titan is ready I say oh fuck it was that <laughs> you know and you get scary moments like that now for it for it to go on for 
about three years. What was your drive throughout all of this to keep on going? Uh, well, and what uh, drove you to uh, stay loyal to test this entire time? Oh, uh, f- firstly, because my friends were in test, so that was uh, easy, right? Because they reminded me what was the result. Also, because I didn't want it to be uh, a mercenary. I didn't want it to just, you know, uh, do things like that and, and change my mind afterwards and change it back, maybe. So I wanted to stay dedicated and focus on the objective. Because also this game, Earth Online, is really important with one objective. So if I lost my objective, I would have lost my game. That's about it. So I, uh, my objective was really interesting enough to, to stay focused. And last thing is because obviously the handlers were really make me making me feel like a full test member. They were always there. There was so that helps also to avoid thinking about turning or just stopping or turning or flipping side or whatever. That that was enough for me. Your friend that you were loyal to, the one that uh, well uh, got the start in, at the very start, does he still play Eve? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, were you able to experience much of things in test while you were doing this, or you could only hear, I guess, st- uh, stories and the ongoings from your friend and your handlers? No, I, uh, I, I had a tune in test as a spy. I never logged in, and I never went to check on comms or whatever, so I have no idea what was happening in test. Otherwise, by my handler and my friend. And uh, did you ever speak to your friend about the things you did, or you weren't permitted to? Uh, I, I knew I could because I trust him very well. Plus, he's the one who put me in there, so I could. But uh, we we did didn't spoke on a daily basis like I could spoke with Cornact and Canada. We spoke when they were like huge events, and you say, "Oh shit, I know that. I need to tell you, right?" Right. Hmm. Well. Um... We'll wrap it up there. It's almost been two hours. Uh, it's a great story. There's more to tell. We uh, we missed the whole part about being in Guardians of the Galaxies after, uh, well, actually before its demise and some of the uh, neat decisions and information that needed to travel back and forth between her and her handlers at test. Um, is there anything else that you would want to say before we go? Maya? Maya? If you want to try to spy uh, and give an objective to your game, I think you should contact us. <laughs> you recommend it? I, I need to, to try myself as a handler. Oh, so you're back to be a handler. May, I don't know. I'm going to try. Interesting. Kornak, any last comments? I mean, I, if, this whole thing with me, I mean, that... that it kept me involved in Eva a ton more. Like I, uh, it 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 really added so much more. Just, one because it was just such a cool little thing, but two because I mean she she's just a great person about the whole thing. Like she does a fantastic job. And it was always always very funny to talk to her when she was like, "Oh, and now we have all this going on." So that uh, it's just it, it it adds a whole other element to your gameplay that's just un, un, unfindable anywhere else. And I actually, this was one of the things during my CSM campaign I was talking about where I was like, I obviously I was not specifically talking about the details of this at the time because it was very active then, but it was, I, I, I was trying to communicate this feeling that I get out of it because it's such, such an important thing to this game. Like there's just, there, there's no other game like this game and it, it makes it a great thing. Also, Moose is great people. And, uh, 
they're they're good home for her. <laughs> <laughs> are you both in moose no i'm i'm in dreaded of course oh i see uh, yeah karnak sent me to moose I, I'm spying on Moose now. I mean, I, I, I'm technically in Moose because I, I never took my spy character out of Moose, but uh, Dr- Dreaded is my one true home. <laughs> Were you able to get all of your uh, assets and all of the wealth you've gotten? Oh, God, that's, that was a huge story there. <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> yeah, that will do a part two. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks very much, uh, Maya. It's a pleasure to meet you and uh, listen to your amazing adventure uh, in the spy craft that uh, is Eve Online. Kornak, you too. Thank you for receiving me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. This is the kind of stuff that's really hard to surface. I, I do wish that you get together with a writer and write it down so we can uh, literally have it for the next 10 years so people uh, can read about it later on. It was, to me, it's one of the greatest spy stories that Eve has seen. And there's been some really good ones, but this one has a scale and uh, a ton of time, a three-year operative, and you went four levels deep. Um, and just all the things that you must have seen, is it must be amazing. So, yeah, thanks very much for telling us uh, this story. We hope we can flush it out in some way to put the whole thing out there. And uh, once again, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Maya and uh, Karnak. And also, thanks, Rich, for helping me out uh, and being here today. Um, we'll... Um, We'll be back today. We may do another show today, uh, but we may just replay this. We're definitely going to replay this, put it on YouTube, and put it out as a podcast. Um, But uh, we'll probably be back in a few hours to do daily news only. Uh, We wanted to get this uh, while we had Maya, uh, you know, drinking some beer and relaxed and before she goes to sleep over there in Europe. So that's why it was early today. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time on Talking in Stations.